Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. For David, he didn't want to be out of touch with reality. He wanted to be in touch with God. Saul, on the other hand, made excuses. David wanted to do God's will. He wasn't perfect. He wasn't sinless. And, you know, for many people who want to experience God's working through their lives, uh, that there is a problem. We all have this inner turmoil. Do you all understand this? As a Christian, there is, the Bible says, there's a battle between the flesh and the spirit. See, part of you wants to follow God, and part of you wants to fo- follow your carn- carnal, sinful nature. We all have problems, right? And the Bible says that we need to acknowledge that there is a battle between the flesh and the spirit inside of us. And every day when you get out of bed, there's part of you that wants to follow the flesh, and part of you that wants to follow the Spirit, right? And the Bible tells us that we need to strengthen our spirit, that we're spiritually strong. And, you know, uh, God is looking for people who want to follow Him. And, you know, as we think about why is it that everybody isn't a man after God's own heart? Because some people, they, well, all of us, have our own ambitions and our own goals in life. And sometimes, when even as Christians, we let our own personal carnal drives our personal ambitions uh, to begin to control our lives and sometimes even christians are too busy trying to achieve their own goals that they're not willing to submit to god's plans and purposes for their lives and 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 so they're so busy doing their own thing following after their own carnal inclinations that that they don't have time or 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 spiritual strength to follow god and to do his will now i think that one of the most valuable things that you can know as a Christian is that God created you with a purpose and a plan. God knew you before you were born, right? He knew you in the womb, and God has a plan for your life, and he has things for you to do. David was willing to yield his life to the will of God, and that's why God called him a man after God's own heart, because of his willingness to surrender to the will of God. He didn't always do the right thing. He wasn't perfect. He sinned. He made big mistakes, but he had a heart for God. He wanted to do what was right. And that's important to know the difference. Uh, David had a heart for God. In fact, David wrote about it in the Psalms, how he loved God and wanted to follow God and, and just had a thirst for God. In Psalm 42, verse 1, David wrote, as the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul for you, O God. So my soul, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. David wrote these songs about, God, I, I just, I want more of you, right? And David was in love with God. He was a zealous man for God. Now, that doesn't mean that he didn't make mistakes. He makes mistakes. And, and it's interesting as you think about this here in our text where uh, God is telling Saul that I'm looking for a man after my own heart. At this time, David wasn't even born yet. And, you know, David was 23 years old when Saul died and Saul reigned in Israel for 40 years so in 1 Samuel 13, uh, this happened in the second uh, year of Saul's reign. So when you think about that, uh, God was looking for a man after his own heart 15 years before David was born. 
Now, now, can your mind comprehend that? That God's like, I'm looking for a man. Now, he was really looking for someone for 450 years, right? Uh, after Joshua all the way to this point. Uh, and, and he found a few, but they were flaky. And, and so God has always been looking for people who he could work through. And 15 years before David's born, God tells Saul, hey, I'm looking for someone after my own heart. And so it's, it's always been difficult for God to find people after his own heart who want to serve him, right? In fact, even in the New Testament, Jesus said, you know, uh, pray for laborers for the, the fields are white with harvest, but the laborers are few, right? Even in our day, that, that God is looking for people who will be open to his will, to, to love people, to bless people, to serve people. What did God do in David's life when he, when he surrendered to God? Well, he used David to bless the nation, right? That because David trusted God and because he surrendered to God, he wasn't afraid. He knew that God was with him, that God could do anything. And, you know, God worked through David to deliver the nation of Israel from all their enemies. God used David, a man who was completely surrendered to him, to bring the nation of Israel back to the relationship with God that God wanted. And he restored the nation and actually, through David, brought them to the zenith, zenith of, their, of their nation, right? And when I think about how God worked through David in Israel, it kind of reminds me of how God worked through George Washington in our country. When our country was being born, right? George Washington was a Christian, right? But God used George Washington and many other leaders in our nation. And I just think how God is always looking for people who he wants to work through. And, and why? Well, because God wants to bless people. God wants to bless nations. And, and I believe that God worked through David and blessed the nation of Israel. And I believe that there are many people that God has worked through in our nation to bless our nation, right? David, he loved the Lord, right? And, and so in verse 14, when he says to Saul, now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart, right? Today, God is still looking for men and women after his own heart. People who are willing to lay down their own will to do God's will. And it's so important for us to realize that, that you don't have to be perfect. To say, God, I, I want to serve you, right? It, you don't have to be sinless. You just have to be a person who, who wants to do God's will. If your Christian life is boring and you want to spice it up, you don't need to buy spice. I mean, you don't need to, right? You don't need to, you don't need to do any strange thing. You just say, Lord, I, I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do. See, God is still looking for men and women whose hearts are completely yielded to him, and he always has been. Second Chronicles 16, 9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on the behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. See, living for carnal ambitions and desires, it leaves you wanting. It always leaves you empty, right? It's like eating cotton candy. It looks so good. You know, you see it there, and you're like, oh, and you get a big handful of it, put it in your mouth, and then psh, it melts to nothing right? That's what living for carnal ambitions is like, right? And, you know, God wants us to experience a life that is fulfilling and rewarding. And serving him and doing what he created you to do is so rewarding. For many older people, they're kind of cranky, right? You ever been around any old cranky people? Hey, get, get off the lawn! You know, I mean, just, uh, you ever seen that movie Up? Anyway, but uh, I think part of it is for people who aren't saved and they're just chasing the end of a rainbow. Oh, if I could just get this job, just get this house. Just, and you talk to people. They could live in a brand new nice house in the nicest neighborhood. And you talk to them like, so what's up with you? Well, we're looking for a new house. Well, you're living in a new house. I know, but we need a better one. Why? Because this one doesn't make me happy. Now, they don't say that. But why are they looking for a better one, right? I mean, and some people, it's just with everything, right? Just, it's never satisfying. Now, God doesn't want you to go through life and be empty and get to the end of your life and be cranky. Hey, kids, pull up your pants. I mean, he doesn't want you to, Right? He wants you to be full of love and peace and joy. And how do you get there? By 
fulfilling your purpose that God created you for, right? And Jesus said in Matthew 16, 24, Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. In other words, Jesus was saying, look, if you die to your selfish, carnal ambitions, and you say, God, I will do whatever you want me to do, God is going to do amazing things in your life, and you're really going to find the meaning of life. But if you just chase after your selfish, carnal ambitions, you're going to miss out on life because it's never enough, whatever it is. Oh, if I get this, I'll be happy. Oh, if I get that, I'll be happy. Some people think, oh, if I get married, I'll be happy. Oh, if I have kids, I'll be happy, right? Then they get married, they have kids, like, oh, if I got rid of the kids, I'd be happy. Oh, if I, right? I mean, it's, it's true, <laughs> But God wants you to have a fulfilling, rewarding life. And as we study the life of David, David's life is exciting. Why? Because he's yielded to the Lord. He's a man after God's own heart. If you want to have an exciting life, then just say, Lord, I'll do whatever you want. What if God tells me to teach Sunday school? That'll be exciting. You know what I mean? One of my sons, when he was in high school, he was teaching Sunday school here at church, and he came home, and he said, some kid bit me. And I'm like, well, that's exciting. (laughs) He was just like, what? Anyway, right? Here's the thing. If God is stirring your heart, you know, and, and you want to be totally surrendered to him, you could do it this morning, right? You can rededicate your life. If you want to surrender your life to the Lord today, we're going to give you an opportunity to pray. And it is amazing what God can do in a person's life who just surrenders to him, whether it's D.L. Moody or David or George Washington or whoever it might be, right? For me, I'm so thankful that Pastor Chuck Smith, who started Calvary Chapel, he was going to be a brain surgeon. I mean, he was going to be a doctor, and God spoke to him at youth camp at church. I'm so thankful for that youth pastor, Harold Chilifant, or whatever his name was, right? And, and Harold, you know, gave a Bible study and changed Chuck's heart, and, and God worked in his heart, and, and then Chuck decided to be a pastor. And he was just faithful to serve at a little church for years after year after year, right? And Pastor Chuck... Uh, had to work two jobs, clear till he was 35 before he got to work at the church full time. He was just faithful to serve in the little things. And then what happened? God blessed him, right? With uh, uh, becoming one of the largest churches in the United States and, and, and really impacting my life, right? As an atheist somewhere else in the country. But God wants to work in your life. And all you have to do is say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Maybe God wants you to minister to your kids, pray with your kids or with your spouse or teach Sunday school or whatever it might be. But that's the exciting part of being a Christian, praying and saying, God, what do you want me to do, right? Let's go do it, right? And, and here's the thing. You have that tension. So you might pray tomorrow morning and say, oh, yeah, Pastor Bob, preach it. Preach it, Pastor. We like it. Yeah, come on. And, and you're all like, I'm into it. And then you pray, Lord, what do you want me to do? And then tomorrow morning in your quiet time, God says to you, I want you to teach Sunday school. Anything but that, Lord, <laughs> right? I want you to invite your friends to church. Oh, anything but that, Lord. I want you to invite them to the Harvest Crusade. No, I want you to invite them to Easter. Oh, right? We don't want to do it. Now, I'm here to tell you that's normal, right? David, didn't, he struggled with always doing what was right. There were times when, well, we're going to get to it. But God loves you, and he wants to work in your life, and he wants to do great things in your life. But why do we miss out? Because we don't surrender to him. We think, oh, but if I just had this car or this house or whatever it is, right? We think that's, that stuff is passing away, right? But what God wants to do in your life is eternal. And so if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that's the first step. Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for our sins. See, the Bible says that we're all sinners. 
There's none righteous, no, not one. That we've all made mistakes and we need forgiveness of our sins. And Jesus came to forgive us our sins. So first step is to invite him into your life. And if you've never done that, we're going to give you an opportunity to do it right now. So we're going to pray. So let's bow our heads and I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And if you would like to invite Jesus into your life this morning, then just pray with me and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Repeat after me and you saints help him out. Dear Jesus, I admit I've sinned and I need your forgiveness. I ask you to forgive me. I invite you into my life. Help me to follow you. Help me to be a man after your heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you, and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will...